At Cool Air Products, we developed AC Smart Seal Quick Shot with professionals in mind. It's the only product on the market that's three in one, with sealant, lubricant, and UV dye all in a single application. It's non toxic, non flammable, 100% safe to the touch, eco friendly, and compatible with all refrigerants. It's a safe solution option, backed by years of R&D, Intertech tested, and has sealed millions of leaks. AC Smart Seal, the professional's choice. The most recent tool demo that I got on loan from the Master Group was the Kane 479 Multimeter, which is a clamp meter. Now, it's a good all-round compact meter for HVAC because it has many features that an HVAC tech would want, like non-contact voltage testing, temperature, microfarads, microamps, voltage, amperage, all of that in one meter. And people are saying, yeah, it looks like a, a UEI painted blue. But when I did some digging, it looks like Kane and UEI are affiliated or the same company now. So that's why it looks like the UEI meter. Anyway, on loan from the master group, the demo, I did a little one minute Instagram, love the, the micro content, the Instagram and Facebook one minute video to show that meter off a little bit so you guys could see it and grab the functions off of it. But thank you to the master group guys. Check out master.ca. What's up guys. Welcome back to the podcast. Have you guys heard of the term reputation marketing before? I mean, I didn't. I understand what it what it's about. I, I didn't until recently is, is what I'm trying to say. I understand what it's about, but I, I hadn't heard the term and it makes a lot of sense. And we got Sean Hill from Nice Job to talk about what reputation marketing is. And, and I've been doing a deep dive into SEO reviews and online presence lately. And, and I'm finding out how, how it helps. So basically, if you want to create a good reputation for yourself, you got to do good work right? You, you really have to do good work and, and provide good service for your customer. Be honest, all that jazz, but taking your repu reputation that you've created for yourself and marketing it to potential customers and your existing customer base is, is something that might be foreign to a lot of business owners. So this podcast is a podcast that's great. If you're in business for yourself, thinking about going into business for yourself, or even if you're a tech in the field, just wanting to provide good customer service and getting rewarded by good reviews from your customers. This is also a good podcast for you to listen to because that's what basically nice job does. They're a reputation marketing platform that helps you generate more reviews for your business. So you can go market those reviews. And like I said, Sean Hill's here to talk about it from nice job. And he's going to fill you in on exactly what it is. And I'm just kind of there to ask questions and give my feedback as well on what I know up to this point and what I, what I really don't know <laughs> about the whole uh, reputation marketing world. Anyway, guys, it's a good podcast. It might be newer to you guys, it might be foreign to you guys to this concept, but this is the future. This is really the future is, is to use technology and use it to enhance your business. I just actually talked to my buddy Jake that went out to Vernon, BC last year and started a business, an HVAC business, and already he's got four employees and he actually uses nice job. He told me that yesterday. And the reason that he's been growing so fast is because he's harnessing leveraging however you want to phrase it the power of technology to run his business to make it smoother make the transition smoother and make it easier for him so let's get to this right now guys this is the hvac know-it-all podcast i'm your host gary mccready welcome to the hvac know-it-all podcast 
recorded from a basement somewhere in Toronto, Canada. Your host and HVAC tech, Gary McCready, will take you on a deep dive into the industry discussing all things HVAC. From storytelling to technical discussion. Enjoy the show. Sean, how are you? Good, how are you? I'm doing great tonight, man. I actually was, I was, I meant to make a match of green tea before I came down here because I, I love that stuff and I find it's really uplifting and energizing. You ever had one of those before? Uh, I have not. Uh, I'm actually, because uh, it's a hot drink, correct? It is. A, you, well, you can actually have it in smoothies and stuff like that, but I was going to make it in a tea. Yeah. So I might be able to do the, the cold version of it. I'm not a hot drink guy, so I don't do coffee. I don't really do iced coffee or any coffee in general like that, but I don't do hot drinks. I'm uh, I'm a... I guess to stay cool, I like to drink cold. Nice. Well, you would love um, a matcha smoothie uh, because there, there's one place I go to. I can't remember what the name of it is, but they, they make this smoothie and they put matcha in it. And it's just, it's so delicious because matcha's got this kind of sweet tone to it. But anyway, it's it's such a, a healthy tea. It's like tons more times potent than the act and then green tea leaves because it's like uh it's like a powder form anyway i'm not gonna <laughs> buck you about green tea for too long but i was gonna make one of those and i forgot so anyway w- let's let's move on <laughs> sounds good to me that both the drink and moving on <laughs> yeah exactly how are you uh, i'm not too bad you know uh any day that i can kind of get up and have conversations with people is usually a good day so the fact that we're starting off here uh, i know no matter what happened prior to this it's going to be good after this Great, great, cool. So you're with Nice Job, and let's talk about sort of your role there and, and your background with Nice Job, or, or even previously, or how you got to this point. If you want to take it that far, yeah, I actually can sum it up pretty uh, succinctly. But there is a really fun long version I'll have to tell you at some point. Uh, but I am the community director at Nice Job. I joined Nice Job uh, almost two years ago now uh, as the community manager and the first ever one in the community department. And so community marketing, uh, you know, community management or directing and all that stuff uh, all comes down to uh, presenting uh, educational, uh, sometimes entertaining and things like that, but really creating connections with your internal audience and your external audience. So a lot of people think of marketing purely as acquiring, you know, your new lead, your new sale, thing of that nature. But in community, you're really focused both internally and externally. Uh, And I was hired from nice job and i was looking to make a career shift i'd worked in sports uh for a long time so you know billion dollar companies helped them make a couple uh more dollars that way uh in game presentation uh game entertainment those sort of fields and then when that field i kind of realized that wasn't really in control of the the credit i would get or the respect that i would uh you know be entitled to and i really wanted to switch things up and look for a company that was defined culture first and no matter you know the worst day of work I knew I was going to be there for the right reasons and the best day of work was going to be that much better. And that's how I found Nice Job. And I believe Nice Job kind of brought me on because in the sports world, I help passionate people be more passionate about what they are doing. And the way we kind of translate that to business is any business can build a fan base and create this uh, community of people that are passionate and and really want to help out that business. And so I'm hoping to kind of bring that same sort of spirit of when people are excited about the hockey game or the football game, the basketball game. Uh, try to get people that use home service businesses, get them excited about doing more business with them. Mm-hmm. Community is super important. It, it, it really is. And and I just find that having a really positive, well-built, structured community can can really give you a lot of, uh, a, a lot of, I guess it can be a crutch to lean on 
It can be, it can almost be like a therapist. It can be like the place you go when you need some technical, like I'm talking about in, in, in my world, like a place to go to get some technical help for what you're doing on, on the job, um, information, just somebody out there has seen it. There's gotta be someone online that's seen it within, within the, a community. And, and that's what, that's what a community is, is, is helping each other out. And, and one of the phrases I like that, um, my buddy, Brian always says, um, I can't remember his handle on Instagram. (laughs) <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna hate me now oh brian um, mech, H, hvac mech life for life i i never remember those instagram handles i can never remember them anyway he always says um community above competition or community before competition i th- i can't remember how he phrases it but it, it's so true yeah it's and and this isn't getting like scientific too much it's gonna sound like that at the top though but you know as a species as humans you're kind of your social characters and and you kind of have these belongings but uh i like to going back to will probably be more sports references. So sorry if, if no one out there is a sports person, but uh, it's kind of like you cheer for your hometown team until the Olympics and you're cheering for your country. And then if it came where there was some other games or it was like continental, you kind of go from there. That's how you talk about community over competition is even someone that might be competing in your same market, making, treating them like a member of your community, you know, bouncing ideas off them, helping one another out and kind of growing. That's really going to help both of you kind of thrive over maybe the greater competition, which could be, you know, a different industry or a different competitor or, you know, something like that. So yeah, you know, the uh, competition is just that it's just, you know, you, you're, you're setting a goal and you're both trying to get there, but it doesn't mean that you can't build a strong community from people that might be doing the same thing that you're doing. And then when it comes to customers uh, or even non-competitors, obviously that's kind of a no brainer, but yeah, community will drive all things for you and really help you out when you absolutely need it. And also provide you some great value when you help someone out when they need it. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and I want to go back to Brian for one sec, because I feel bad. I, I looked up the handle and it's, it, you can't blame me for this one because it's like a three-part handle. It's H-V-A-C-R Mech Life with two underscores. So sorry, Brian. <laughs> sorry yeah. about that. Um, so so listen, I've been digging into SEO a lot, I would say, in the last four to six months. Just just doing a lot of research on it and implementing SEO tactics onto different articles that I've written. And they have gotten to the first page of Google w- within that keyword. So I am really starting to see the, the the true value at when, because you think about it, somebody hops onto Google, like on their keyboard, they, they, they are going to gravitate towards the first few, maybe not the ads, because sometimes I, I yeah. mostly skip by the ads, but the first ones after that, they're kind of gravitating towards those as the dominant figure in their search. And I'm seeing how important that is, especially now that I have my own app in reviews um, is the other side of that because somebody gave my app a one-star review for having to pay a fee, which I have (laughs) advertised to everybody. There's a small fee for the app. They're like, oh, you got to pay to get on this one star. And I didn't think that was fair. So I can see how reviews and SEO and all of that intertwine to take your business to to a higher level. And I think that's along the lines of the conversation we're going to have tonight, right? Uh, yeah, in, in part. I will say uh, kind of right off the top uh, from the SEO perspective is I think a lot of what you said is certainly correct in some regard, but sometimes I wonder if it gets a little bit overvalued. And part of what we're going to kind of dive into is talk about some of the shift that the, the market has kind of made and the shift that I would kind of recommend is 
so many people are worried about kind of being page one of Google, but people have become one of two things. Either A, they know exactly what they're searching for and they're not just searching general terms anymore. And what I mean by mm-hmm. that is someone saying like, oh, I use so-and-so. Well, then they're searching for the direct name there. So of course you're going to show up first. That's a natural SEO match, you know? Uh, I, I don't think gone, I don't think it's gone forever that people are just searching, you know, HVAC near me. It definitely still happens. It's an auto, an autofill sort of thing. But people yeah. are getting more primed in their search. But also... People have gotten so savvy, especially over the past two years at navigating the digital landscape that I don't know if it's only top result that's actually getting clicks and going through. I think there's still a way uh, to give some hope to people out there that if you're bottom page one, and I'll even go as far as saying if you're if you're top of page two, that there's still things that you can do that when people find you and they get there, they know they're in the right spot and they don't go back and look at page one again. Gotcha. Yeah. That's that's that, that's a fair point. So I, I mean, the, the word reputation marketing. What what is that? Because that's that's kind of the meat and potatoes of this conversation. So pretty cool announcement. Paul Schubert, president of Rapid Locking System, is going to be giving away in conjunction with HVAC Know It All a press toolkit. Now these things are not cheap. Their their value is 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 up there. So this is gonna be a global thing most likely. We're gonna give it away on the HVAC Know It All app, promote the giveaway on social media. I don't know if you guys have noticed, but social media giveaways seem to be getting hijacked by scammers and and I'm not, I don't wanna be part of that. I want the tool to end up in the right person's hands. So we will announce the the giveaway on Instagram and Facebook and LinkedIn and all that, but we're gonna give it away on the app because it's the safest possible way to do it to make sure the tool gets in the right and proper hands, all right? So that's how we're gonna roll with that. So the other thing, Haven IAQ, their central air monitor, CAM for short, is making waves across the industry. And I mean, it's super important nowadays, IAQ after we us going through this pandemic, uh, people are focusing on indoor air quality, right? And how to capture data to test it, get a a snapshot of our indoor air quality, and then implementing ways to fix it. Because we can't fix it. Before we would just sell like things, humidifiers, dehumidifiers, uh, whatever, right? We would sell things, HRVs, and really not knowing what we were doing with those things. We we weren't really knowing if we were fixing anything, right? But now we have the data, collect it over time, and we can fix actual things like the case study that I, I posted two, three weeks ago on the, the, the one person who had a home with really high humidity, uh, the, the Haven IQ was in there for a bit. And, and then we, we captured it, how it dropped. I should, when I say we, I mean, everybody that was involved, I was involved only because I was posting the information, but I wasn't involved in the actual capturing data and repairing the issue. But a dehumidifier got installed in that home and instantly the humidification or the humidity dropped down because we were reducing humidity in in, in the home by dehumidifying it. So that is the importance of monitoring your indoor air quality is to fix the things that are a problem and rectify them. And you can do this for your customers too, right? So the Haven IAQ, it's the next big thing really in indoor air quality monitoring. Blue On has been around for a while now. The refrigerant is an R22 replacement TDX20. They have a badass app that has manuals, 
24-7 tech support, some calculators and stuff on there. It's free to download. So if you guys haven't downloaded it yet, I mean, you're not losing out by having it on your phone because there is very valuable assets or resources within that app. So check it out, guys. And True Tech Tools, 8%. You're going to get all your Navac stuff, Testo stuff, Supco stuff. 8% off with promo code KNOWITALL. Yeah, so reputation marketing is kind of an evolution of a couple of fields and and really, especially over the past two years, it kind of got on a rocket ship. But the way to really think about it is you take brand marketing. So, you know, what is your company about? What are you presenting out there as your brand? And then you take reputation management and reputation management uh, at its core is, is collecting reviews. The, it happened reputation management and why this evolution needed to come to reputation marketing was twofold. One, reputation management, just collecting reviews, but not really doing any marketing and not really, you know, mining the gold and then actually using it. You were leaving so much on the table. But the other part is the reputation management is some companies started doing some greasy practices for lack of a better technical term. Things like review gating, which is the old practice of you send someone a, hey, what do you think of my service? And if they say, you know, one to seven, then they get directed to your email, but they say eight and above, they get directed to, you know, a Google page or something like that. Uh, Review platforms don't allow that anymore. Just across the board, it's against their policies. It gets businesses suspended. It gets reviews, you know, removed permanently and things like that. Um, But because of some of those practices, because everyone was trying to game the system, uh, it really came to, okay, well, you can't just look for good reviews. You have to accept all reviews. It's better from a business perspective, but just from a compliance perspective, you need to not prevent people from being able to say what they want to say. So what you do is you set up a system that the people that love you and want to say good things make it as easy as possible, but you can't prevent the people that might want to say bad things. And so reputation marketing is also strategies and skills to promote and amplify the good reviews uh, to really overshadow those bad ones. Um, But additionally, strategies to take the bad ones and actually turn it it into marketing positive. Mm -hmm. And I I have a question for you and you can give me your take on, on reviews when they're on the, on the negative side. Now, I know people that have been sort of they've been held ransom. <laughs> I will give you a bad review if you don't do this. And there's people that go on and what do you call, <laughs> should I say Karen? Like there's, there's the Karens <laughs> of the world that go on there and, and they'll, they'll write bad reviews just because they went into the bathroom and like, I don't know, they didn't like the, somebody didn't wipe down the mirror properly. Yeah. There, like there's people like that. So do you think that consumers are smart enough to know <laughs> when a Karen has made a bad review as opposed to somebody that's giving a legitimate review and on how they felt about the, the business or the establishment or whatever it is. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, one, the fact that that sort of review person now has a named persona, you know, just the fact that we can say a yeah. Karen and there's an yeah. understanding, whatever yeah. it might look like. Uh, I think at this point, I also want to apologize to my cousin named Karen. Karen, you're great. <laughs> it's not you type of Karen, but um, no, I think people definitely understand that now. But the key thing when it comes to negative reviews, and I'm just going to use uh, like Google uh, as the platform there, is anyone has the ability to leave a review and you have the ability to reply to that review. And it doesn't really continue after that, right? Like it's the review and then there's the reply to the review. So you're still kind of getting the last public word there in a sense. And we've kind of studied in the data that we're kind of seeing is when people look, you know, the old policy of, well, I look at their three best reviews and their three worst reviews. It kind of goes back to the psychological sort of process 
that usually shows itself in in romantic relationships when you're picking a partner is you know in sickness and in health and good times and bad and all that part is mm-hmm. more so than ever consumers are going all right well how do you react to the unreasonable customer or how do you react to the customer that I think they may be right, but how do you respond to that? Because people know when they're going into a relationship, if halfway through the job, they have a disagreement, if they feel comfortable to express that then, then you're probably able to address it even before it gets to the bad review. But if you have someone that's ranting and raving and saying like, well, they didn't do this thing and, 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 you know, I can't believe that. And I thought this and they, that. I think people understand that, hey, it could be a bad day. It could be a misunderstanding. But what they really want to see from you is, okay, well, if I end up feeling like that, is the response going to be like, well, sorry, take your business elsewhere? Or is it going to be trying to make it right? And if you can Mm -hmm. show that you're going to try to make it right, and at the very least, even if you can't make it right, that you're going to take that and grow, that is very appealing to consumers because they understand it's not all sunshine and rainbows, you know, uh, the, the Rocky movie said it pretty explicitly, but in addition, you know, people saw what happens. I'll just say that over the last two years, again, they understand that there's bad days, there's bad situations, but I would say 90% of bad reviews are a failure to meet expectations does not mean that the expectations were reasonable, right? They could say, I expected you to do it for $10 and take 10 minutes and, and not leave a trace behind and okay, well, that's just not possible. But if you took that job, and didn't set the expectation that it was going to take longer, it's going to be a little bit more pricey, and there's going to be this, this, or this available, then that's a change that you can make. So again, unreasonable expectations will still be out there, but that's why the bad reviews happen. So knowing that you can reply and you can make it right publicly by saying, hey, we need to improve our uh, setting our expectations. We need to educate better. We need to do this. It's the old, you know, when the coach loses the game and says, hey, I got to do a better job. You know, I got to put players in the right position and all that cliche stuff. There's plenty of businesses cliches that you can throw out there, but I think genuinely responding shows what you are like. And then people will then identify, uh, do I, uh, find myself or do I see myself in the person leaving this bad review or do I see myself able to work with the person responding to the review? And that's how you take all bad reviews and turn it into great marketing gold is okay. If we have a disagreement, this is how we're going to react. If we fail to meet mm-hmm. expectations, this is how we're going to react. And that's a full complement of what your business is. More so than, you know, some guy could write some eloquent prose and leave a one-star review and be terrible. But if you respond the right way, you take all the power out of that review. That that makes a lot of sense. And and I can think of an example here in, in town where I live of uh, this pizza place. And I remember going through like this. This is on a Facebook, I think, like Facebook uh, I can't remember. It was a Facebook group of some sort, or it might've been the Facebook page of the restaurant. I don't remember, but I'm reading through and somebody was, was given this place, the gears They're they're really going at this pizza place. And the owner came on <laughs> and he started arguing. He's like, ah, we don't do that. And this and that, and I'm, and I'm reading it. And then somebody else piled onto him and somebody else piled onto him. And I'm like, man, if this guy just said, you know what? I'm sorry. Uh, come in. Uh, I'll give you a free pizza on the house and I'm, I really apologize next time we'll make it better. I'm like, that would be such a benefit to him. He's giving up a pizza, but all these people are seeing how he's responding to a negative review and trying to make up for it, right? And then he wouldn't have got that pile on effect. Maybe he would have got it in, in the opposite direction where, oh, that's really kind of you to do so. Um, just so you know, like my experience was this too, instead of like really attacking the guy, um, maybe if he just stepped back and I know that's hard for people because they put so much time and effort 
uh, into their business. And it's a real kick in the nuts to have somebody talk negatively about it when you don't think it's fair. But reacting, swallowing your pride and reacting in a, in a positive way, I think is going to go along. And I think that's that's exactly what you were saying, right? Yeah. And some people feel like, well, oh, I can't defend myself. I have to let this slander sort of go. But all you have to say, like, or what, you know, consumers want to feel is like, I believe you, right? So the pizza place example, the guy's like, well, we don't do that. We don't do that. He's like, you know what? I, I want to respect the fact that that's how you felt. And I apologize because that's not, wasn't our goal. Like that wasn't what we planned to do. Now, mm-hmm. that's not saying that we made a mistake. What we're saying is what we failed to do was set the expectation that we think that you should have. And so it's it's not there's this fine line between defending and listening and responding. So you want to be listening and responding. But if someone has a you know blatant lie or things like that, there are there are good ways that you can correct that within the re- within the review. But you know, it's also think about who's reading that and why they're reading that. You know, if they don't want to use you for some reason, they're just not quite sold on you and they're looking for the bad review. They're just trying to find the reason they have that little oppositional defiant quality. Then you're not going to rent them over by trying to defend or belittle, right? If anything, mm-hmm. all you can do is say, well, that's how you feel. Just know that we're going to listen. You know, we're going to try to get better. And I'll, I don't want to put a number on it. I was going to say nine out of 10, but that's just honestly me just saying nine out of 10. But I, we feel like the majority of people when they're looking is they're trying to get a full sort of example because other people, uh, you know, sometimes for newer businesses and a lot of questions we get is, well, what is the proper amount of reviews I can ha- I should have? You know, how many reviews is enough or how many reviews is too little? And we kind of, the rule of thumb for us is, all right, like 20 reviews actually makes you a competitor in the market. Because if you have a long history, if you've been in business 30 years and you have four reviews, people are like, well, what are they doing to keep, you know, that, that feedback out of the public eye? And if you've been around for four days and you have four reviews, people naturally instinctually go like, all right, well, that's the cousin. That's the, <laughs> that's the, the yeah, fraternity yeah. brother. That's the other thing. You know, that's why yeah. that's so good. So they're, they're, yeah. they're kind of looking at a lot of these things, but ultimately people just want to hear what they want to hear. That's what they're looking for. They're looking for the one thing. And so when it's negative, if they're looking for negative, it's going to be a hard sell anyway. It's going to be hard to turn that into a great client. But if they're looking at the negative because they want to just get the full picture, well, again, just represent yourself well. And even if the other guy represents himself well, you're not going to get in that. But yeah, you can defend yourself. Sometimes I get misconstrued is you can put out facts. You can present kind of an alternating sort of thing. But what you want your takeaway to be is, hey, what you said we want to validate that, that is what you are saying. We're not saying whether it's true. We're not saying whether it's false. We are saying that this is our truth and we hope we get the opportunity to either rectify, you know, like you said, give a free pizza, uh, you know, improve for the next person. So, hey, the next person that thinks this, we hope that we are able to, to nip it in the bud before this point. Because, again, you can't give a free pizza out to anyone that might complain about it. Um, but there is a way to make things right uh, along the way. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you can be, if you have a complaint today and you're giving out a free pizza a day, I mean, that could squash the bottom line a little bit, but, um, that, that was just my thought when I was reading and I'm like, if, if this guy just offered him a free pizza or, or, a like, a, a discount or something, it probably wouldn't have escalated like this and just said, Hey, I'm sorry. Like you said, like, we didn't mean for this to happen. We want to make it right type thing. But you just he just kept arguing, and he got deeper and deeper, and it was it was just it was a little bit of a, an entertaining thread. Um, but it's it's a good way too to build a community. Like if you're a local 
a local HVAC business, for instance, and you're trying to build, you really want to be a strong business within that community. And and like when people see your truck rolling through your face online, they want to re, re, relate it to positivity and 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 something that they trust. And and I think that you can build a community locally by responding correctly to reviews or questions online or you know what i mean what do you think of that well yeah well also i mean remember it's got to start with collecting those reviews right so the more you're collecting the more that's out there it's just more you know social proof on top of social proof and that's where reputation marketing has kind of become the future because you talk about brand marketing you know you talk about the face on the truck and all that other stuff you know building your brand but your brand is what you are presenting you know this is who our company is this is our look this is our vibe this is our feel your reputation is how people are reacting to that brand and them either approving, uh, you know, supporting uh, or, or disagreeing, you know, in that sense. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, the, the same guy that thinks that his a satisfied customer sees a smiling face on the side of the truck and is like, yeah, I feel that same way, smiling guy. But then the guy who feels he got ripped off by that guy is like, look at that snidey smile. I can't believe, you know, how does he sleep at night? So it's the same image, right? It's the same brand. But the reputation comes down to how are people accepting that? And so when you talk about building community is, and and I, I told you at the top, so you can't be surprised, like from the sports perspective is, very rarely do teams come out in a sports team. And they go, well, actually, we didn't suck tonight. You you just saw the game wrong. But how many fans <laughs> yeah. take to social media? And how many fans mm-hmm. argue in stands and say like, oh, no, the ref screwed us. Right? And so you're never really going to get that same. Like, no one's going to paint their face for your company. I, I'm just sorry it's not going to happen. However, you can yeah. get someone that will come to your fence in certain instances or help push people over the top uh, to kind of get you. And by building the community and showing that you're there for the right thing is that you are now kind of almost projecting that vibe out, but you're putting your brand out in more places, but your brand has a limit, but your community doesn't. And your community is going to extend your brand further than it ever can go, right? And so that could include someone, I don't know, approaching you, asking if they could open a franchise in your name or uh, referring you to their cousin that just moved across the country, uh, you know, and is now in town and they're going to set you up, you know, could be they, they go to a new job and it's a whole new set of people that they're going to have small talk to and they can make referrals to, right? And, but your brand, there's only so many ads you can put up, so many vehicles you can wrap, you know, uh, some people might disagree with that part of it and just want to wrap everything. But you know what I'm saying? Like that at some point, you only can push it out so far, but the depth and the growth of all that comes from your community. And that's where reputation marketing kind of brings it all together is you're collecting, you're building, you're empowering a community, but you're also instilling your brand into every element of that. So how you ask for a review, uh, you know, how you prepare the customer to leave the review, the process that they do that, how that review appears on your website, how that review appears on social media, how you turn that into additional content. Uh, all that comes together and you do that all through that brand lens and that's the true growth, right? That's why reputation marketing is is clearly the future because you're taking those elements and you're putting them, you're turning them up to 11 to steal the spinal tap line and you're really maximizing them. So, I, I mean, reputation is, is not a new thing. It, I want to get your take on this. So let's say, let's go back 30 years and you start a business and you show up to so-and-so's home or business and you do good work and then they're like yeah i got a buddy down the street and then your your business your reputation grows through word of mouth now it still grows through word of mouth but it's more 
it, it's 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 collected on a screen now. You're looking at reviews and comments, and do do you think there's a difference between the two or do you think one has an advantage over the other the old school way of just like word of mouth like telling your buddies and telling your family and growing that way or do you think there's an advantage now uh being so widespread online uh, there's definitely an advantage uh for it being online and the best analogy i kind of make would be think about tv shows and uh you know with the revelation or the development of you know, TiVos, PVRs, DVRs, things like that, right? So now you've taken a 30-minute piece of content in a TV show, and it's going to air, and it's going to entertain, it's going to go out there. But now the fact that people can record it and watch it later, it it changes how they interact with it, but also it kind of makes it last a little bit longer. So word of mouth is still great, right? But uh, when you gave out, uh, for, oh man, now I feel real bad. It's Brian, right? The handle we forgot earlier. <laughs> I felt bad. I almost forgot his name. I forgot his handle. But like, if you recommended me to go on his Instagram and he didn't quite get the name right, well, I'm not going to get right there. I'm going to have to search, right? I'm going to have to look through. And so now what am I finding if I forget the underscores or, you know, what am I coming across? And that's where having a system that takes the verbal word of mouth, but backs it up with a digital presence that's where the advantage truly is. And that's also where you can take a review that someone gave you in May and you can make it relevant as either part of ad copy, uh, you know, displaying website, you can make it just as relevant in November, uh, December, uh, or May, 2022, or even May, 2024. Now that's probably stretching the limit. You don't want to show too many reviews that are, uh, kind of more than eight months old, but mm-hmm. that sort of capacity allows people to, um, you know, remember themselves kind of what they said, remember their sort of deal, you know, like, Hey, I looked it up and is this you, is this your review on the site? You know, and think about that conversation. Like, Oh yeah, that was me. Oh, they were great. Oh, they were so, they were, they were kind to the dog and they did, you know, it, it creates those sort of memories just the same as I would say like, Oh, did you see that last episode of, you know, uh, you know, the breaking bad or game of Thrones or the wire or anything like that. And you're like, Oh yeah, actually, yeah, I watched it months later. I just started streaming it now. Don't tell me about like creating those conversations. So when I talk about word of mouth versus digital word of mouth, both are still important, but if you're not doing the digital side of it, you're leaving so much open for potential either misinterpretation, uh, you know, misspelling, misidentification. So you really want to get all the things digital. And then that also allows you to then recraft and retell the story. So it's the same thing of when you watch it on broadcast TV of commercials, but how many shows would you binge and halfway through, you're like, you know what? If I just stop for commercial breaks, I don't know if I actually would watch this show. <laughs> like the reason I like it is I don't get interrupted by, uh, you know, ads and things like that. Well, it's the same sort of thing of you can take someone's review. They might be awesome, but it's like 10 sentences and you can rehash it for the, uh, I'm a part of this community, but the ADHD community and get it down to like the core one or two sentences and then pop that in an ad with your branding that you know is going to attract attention and no sell more of what you're about and say more than just that review says. That's a powerful tool right there than just a word of mouth conversation. So digital gives you a huge advantage, but it's not at spite. It, it still works in tandem with the, the old school value of word of mouth. So, hey, I say do the job that people want to do word of mouth because word of mouth takes a lot of effort. But clicking on a review link and leaving a review real quick, you can make that super simple, especially using something like nice job. You know, Gary, you can make it like incredibly simple to do so. That's less effort than the word of mouth. So why not kind of go for both? Make it easy because you get to use that longer in the digital realm, knowing that in every conversation at the local bar, at the family barbecue or something like that, that they're probably going to be saying your name as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it makes sense. And I agree with you that the digital world does definitely has an advantage because the reach is much 
further, right? And, and it, it, it spreads much quicker. So I want you brought up how nice job can help with that. Just like how how because I'm I'm new to that because I don't use a review platform because like my my business um, I'm not showing up to people. I work for a company. I'm not mm-hmm. running my own business and showing up to people's homes and depending on reviews. Um, but a company that's just starting and and in especially in the residential market, I could see this being um, massive. So. How does nice job work to help with reputation marketing? Because that's, I think that's a bit of the the, the magic in, in how this all happens. Yeah. To, to touch on your one point there, residential, I think it, it, it's crucial to have a system in place. I, I personally would hope you use nice job, but I think it's crucial to have a system in place for collecting reviews, getting feedback and turning it into marketing. Uh, from, the, from the commercial and some of the other relevance, sometimes it's a little bit of a longer play. There are still definitely benefits, which I don't want to dive too deep because I'll get into the weeds on that one, but there's ways to really still use reputation marketing, uh, you know, software and platforms, uh, even for when you're not kind of looking for new business or, or anything of that sort of nature or, or don't have that residential connection. But what nice job does is uh, as reputation marketing software is it's kind of three basic steps. One is gives you a, uh, an automated, uh, there is a manual process, which is, which is just quick and efficient, but gives you a way to collect reviews. That's easy for you. The way that it does that is through a simple, uh, campaign that starts with a text message, follows up the three emails. Um, so it hits the customer at the right time, uh, with a quick, easy process. So you should be able to leave a review through the nice job platform in, in less than a minute. Um, but the reason that we do that text message followed by the three emails is you're hitting them in that moment of peak happiness. That's that first text message. Get it right away. Get it right in their hands. But we also stand and understand that life gets in the way. You know, how many times do you think you responded to a text, but you didn't? Or you see something and then something else also happens, uh, you know, or gets in the way. Uh, dog knocks something over. Baby starts screaming. Or I don't know. You just have to go to the bathroom. Something gets in the way. We understand that. And so that's where the kind of the follow-up goes. But nice job going a bit deeper, puts in smart technology that if someone leaves a review, it doesn't send them a follow-up. Um, it also does things like identify if they have a Google account, if they have a Facebook account to direct them to the proper platform. You get the ability to order what platform. So if you want to collect a ton of Google reviews, you can have that front, center, and first. If you want to collect more Facebook, you know, Yelp or something like that, you can have, have that kind of set out. But we made it a simple process for you to use because you can focus on doing the job uh, that you're out there to do and not have to worry about that that process of it. Made it easier for the customer because they want to do it. You just got to get rid of the obstacles. But then the final thing, which is where Nice Job really starts to come apart, where it goes reputation marketing and not just reputation management, is it co- it collects those reviews. They're posting on the sites themselves, so it's legitimate, you know, real. Uh, post-it review, but it pulls it back also into the nice job dashboard and allows you to automate social share. So take a review that's left on Google and then share it as a a post on Facebook. Uh, Or, you know, you can put it as a tweet on Twitter, uh, working on the Instagram integration to build that as a a pure Instagram post. Um, And it's going to allow you to now expand that review. It's also going to allow you to do like uh, attribute reviews to certain employees. So you can see which reviews on an employee leaderboard feature, which, uh, your technicians, which of your team is out there actually putting, uh, you know, the best for your reputation, actually making things work. Um, so you get that internal tracking. It also allows you to see the topics. Um, we have a brand new topic insights feature that is not keyword based. It's actually AI based. So you can find out what people are actually saying in reviews. So not just finding the word friendly, actually reading sentiment and context. But what all of this does, it allows you to understand what your reputation is at any moment. And then 
take some marketing copy, take your reviews and really promote them out and putting into effective marketing elements. And it's all right at your fingertips. And when I talk about the automated processes, you can have a nice job, do the automated social sharing. Uh, you can have it triggered from a CRM to send the review request. You can have it all run in the background. You're spending very little time and it's going to get you two to three times more views, be super effective. But it also opens up a gateway that if you really want to dive in and start making more effective marketing copy, uh, make better culture decisions, core value decisions for your business, find out which technicians might be, you know, prime for promotion and things like that. That's also right there as your fingertip. And the final part of all this, that's just a review platform. We also have a website product called Convert or Convert, whatever way you want to pronounce it, it works the same. And what that does, it kind of, I call it closing the loop. So it's a website that's designed to convert visitors into leads and sales. Uh, and it's, you know, it has on-page SEO, uh, you know, optimized for that. You're going to have your reviews posted on there. It's going to look spectacular, but it's all designed that when you get a new lead, they become your next sale. They become your next customer. They leave their review. That review turns into social proof. You're marketing out through that website. And what do you know? The next lead comes around, reads that social proof, decides you're the right person. And the cycle goes over and over and over again. So uh, it's kind of a longer explanation than it takes to actually use the product. Um, but we built it to be simple and effective. But we also built it to help business owners, um, you know, have something where they can focus on what they do and let the marketing software focus on the other things. So you don't need a marketing degree. You just need to be a great company and we'll get you the reputation you deserve. Yeah, I 100% agree with that. And that this is kind of... Uh, a question that comes from putting the review back into the customer, putting the, the the review back into the customer's hands, whereas like the text message when they get it, mm-hmm. they you want them to respond to that s- some way or form. And a lot of people might uh, just close their phone when it pops up, ah, I'm not, I'm, whatever. So there there has to be a way, and maybe you've gotten some feedback from some of the contractors you work with on how they how they do this, how they make sure when they leave that when that text message text message goes out that the majority of the customers are giving a review there's there's got to be some sort of method or strategy or like when you when you leave that place obviously you have to do a great job i mean that's a given but is there any strategies as you're pulling away from that that home or or, or business whatever you're using or wherever, wherever you're working is there a strategy behind making sure they leave a review uh, there, there certainly is. Um, in particular, I want to reference um, uh, Prestige Air, uh, an HVAC company in, in Texas, I believe, uh, for me. But the uh, man's name is Nicholas Roger. He was kind enough to do a community tip on our, our YouTube channel there. Um, and he talked about how he got 60 reviews of his first 62 clients. And the way he did it was, you know, he used nice job, used, used the, you know, the, the text message, you know, and the email follows when needed. But what he did was throughout the entire process from the initial call uh, all the way through, Hey, we're, we're leaving for the day. He talked about, Hey, we're going to ask for a review. You know, we want to kind of get your feedback. We're going to make it simple. But what he did at the end was when he kind of did his goodbye and he checked, he's like, Hey, you know, do, do we solve everything for you today? They said, yes. Um, you know, did we explain everything to you? Well, they said, yes. And he got them in that say yes mode. And he said, Hey, would you be willing to leave a review? And they're like, yeah, of course. You know, how many people say, yeah, of course. And then he followed up and just told them what was happening. All right, cool. I'm actually, I sent you Texas right there. You can click that. If you click it right now, we can probably be done in a minute. However, that, uh, link stays live. So whenever you go back to your text messages, you can leave it there. Um, and if you don't have time to do it today, I'll be sure to follow up with you, but you know, I definitely want to hear your feedback and I, I love for you to kind of share it with everybody. Uh, you know, and he just, he primes, he prepares the customer 
to leave a five-star review. And I say leave a five-star review is because he's doing those checks kind of along the way. But the main thing is that you, it's a review request, it's a review ask, but you kind of actually have to do it. You know, um, it, it's, it's like, if you get mad at the waiter for not bringing you, um, you know, a, a glass of water to start per se, or something like that. Now that's sort of like, all right, well, the expectation is maybe I should get it or something like that. But if you ask, you probably can nip that all in the bud. And so that's when it comes to getting the review is so many people are like, hey, I'm off to the next job or on that. And it just, it doesn't feel right to ask for review. It sounds like I'm begging for a review. That's what we hear all the time. I don't want to beg for reviews. Just ask, don't beg, ask. And if they say no, your follow-up is probably not like, oh, thanks. Your follow-up is like, okay, well, uh, do we do something wrong? You know, so like, like you're going to figure out what that feedback is, but if they're happy and they're excited, they're going to say yes. And now you just have to make it easy. And that's where nice job comes in. It makes it easy. But even if you're not using nice job, you can get a review by said, calling your shot at the very beginning. We want to do, I'll say, don't say we want to do a five-star job. Say, Hey, we're looking to do an eight star, 10 star job, but Google's only limits us to five, but we're still going to shoot for those. It's a funny little witty daddy joke line. Um, you go with it, but you, you call your shot in the beginning, you follow it up with, with great service, great customer experience. And then at the end, you know, ask them, say, Hey, I told you I was going to do this. Would you be willing to kind of follow up? And then now you've kind of made it easy. And with nice job, you know, we, the tone of the text, the tone of the emails, it's customizable, but we also give you some copy right off the top that each ask is actually an ask. It's not a nudge. It's not a reminder. It's, it's a, it's a different sort of ask. And that's why we see great success, but to set up, you know, to prepare your customer for a five-star review, like I said, take the Nicholas Rozier ap- approach, which is, you know, he actually says like, oh, I'm going to send you a text message. Did you get it? <laughs> and think about that so, that social pressure right there when they're looking at a one click while standing right in front of you. <laughs> That's how yeah. he got 60 out of 62. But if that feels a little too intense for you, just say, hey, I want to make sure I have your number correct here because I want to send you a text message, leave your review, you know, confirm their contact information. But, but tell them the whole way, hey, this is the goal here. My goal is to give you outstanding service and to get a review from it. And, and that kind of builds it. And if you're worried about, hey, I actually want to get a referral, if you're sitting there listening to this going, I actually don't care about the review. I just want the referral. Trust me, the review first, then it makes it easier for them to refer because now they know what they're going to say because they wrote it out in the review. Yeah. And, and you know what? I, as you're explaining, Nicholas, I was thinking last time I was at the dentist, I left and I got one of those text messages to review, but I didn't respond to it. And I was thinking like, if when I left, if the person at the front desk would have said, Hey, Gary, uh, we're going to send you uh, a text message in, in about an hour or two. Do you mind just uh, clicking on it and giving us a review? And I probably would have said yes. And when that text message came in to not feel like an ass, I probably would have went in and gave them a review. So asking, I think, is super important to actually for them, your customer to follow through. It's a very valid point. And it's a little ironic, eh? Because when you're at the dentist, you're usually asking a ton of questions when you can't answer. And then <laughs> when, when you're at the receptionist checking out and they're going to send you the text message review, they don't ask you about it. Um, yeah. But but yeah, I mean, the 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 asking and the prefacing and, and the setting them up is what you're saying is, hey, I would like to ask a review. What I've done, you know, if you're using Nightshot, like what I've done is I've made it as easy as possible for you. So you're also telling them, like, you're not asking, hey, can you write me a blog? Can you write me a 2000 you know, word, uh, review of my services, things like that. You say, Hey, we did a five star review. We'd love to hear what you liked. Um, I'm going to send you a text message. Super easy. Uh, you know, you don't have to worry about logging in or anything like that. Let them know that's, that's what's coming their way. And like you said, if the dentist said to you, you know, Hey Gary, uh, you know, we, we hope you appreciate it. You know, would you leave a review? But what you can do as a service business is tell them why, 
you know, be honest with them. Say, hey, you know, reviews kind of help us, uh, you know, for for more people like yourself that we love servicing, more people like yourself to kind of find us. So definitely would kind of help us. Uh, you know, hey, if you mentioned the, the text names in here, I actually give them five bucks of their names in a review. You know, anything that you're doing, if you're doing any performance pay or anything like that, um, you can tell them why it's important. So now, you, hey, I've made it easy. Uh, so you ask, you say, I've made it easy and this is why it's important. And chances are the customers that you want raving about you and the people that are going to be, you know, great referral activators for you are the people that when they hear that simple ask that you've made easy and you told them why it's important, they're, they're going to click it. And that's why we say you've got two to three times more reviews because you're priming them. You're setting up, you're giving them a chance to, to do what they want to do because, you know, how many restaurants do you eat at and you don't actually leave a review? You tend to forget. You know, uh, yeah, and, yeah. and, but now part of that is, all right, well, I've also leaving a monetary tip, you know, like, you know, Hey, my server, Brad, the fact that I left you 25%, you know, means you did pretty good. And if I left you less than that, then that shows you maybe didn't do so good. <laughs> like I left yeah. it there. <laughs> but if they said like, Hey, we really appreciate you leave a review, um, because there's a lot of new restaurants open in the community and we absolutely love that. And we want to be able to stick around and, and kind of hang out. So we'd love for you to leave your review telling that sort of specific story goes like, yeah, I do appreciate the thank you, or I do appreciate, you know, everything you're doing. I do appreciate your repeat business, but the review does is that it helps me accomplish X and they can choose whether they want to or not. And when I've had people say that at restaurants where they've really made an impression of, Hey, you know, thank you for tipping our server, but you know, we, we really love to kind of continue to get more customers like you. That really shows me of, Hey, now I can do my part. And to go back, you know, the past year, the pandemic and all the other things, how many communities rallied around local businesses to try to keep them together? You know, whether wh- whatever you thought of, you know, kind of response or anything from either governments or safety patrols, things like that. The best stories I saw throughout this pandemic where, you know, uh, this business made a small pivot and the whole community rallied around them. Or, you know, people that started leaving reviews in mass because a business wasn't able to actually service regularly, but they wanted to make sure that when they were able to kind of get back out there, get back in the truck, that everyone knew, you know, this was a quality company. You know, that reputation goes back to the thing we talked about before, Gary, that your fan base is what ultimately is going to, uh, you know, save you at times or, or your community is going to help you when you need that help. You just got to make sure you empower them and giving a voice. So ask them, tell them why it's important, make it simple, and and they'll start leaving it for you. And after they left your review, if you're going back and servicing again, if it's six to eight months later, I you definitely want to ask, hey, would you want to update your review? You know, let us know how it's been uh, going better. Would you like to leave it on a different platform? That's when you really start mining that reputation marketing gold when you're now getting multiple reviews from similar clients. Yeah. No, it's it. I've talked to a few people that that their company uses a review platform and they I don't know which one it is that they were it was never told to me but they said it actually really helps a lot in in growing the business locally is is all these reviews coming in because it really just gets their online profile seen a lot more and and like and like we discussed earlier the more reviews of a business over time it shows that people are actually using the business and giving feedback on it, which I think is is good. And even the negative ones, like we talked about, the way yeah. you respond to them. So the, the the positive reviews, great work, great people, blah, 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 blah. Hey, um, they forgot to pick up the garbage one day. But if you say, oh, sorry, we'll send a technician back as soon as possible. Those are the kind of responses you go, oh, well, they screwed up, but they're fixing it. So 
yeah, I, I can see how this this online stuff really, really will help a business grow. So if there's anything else that you want to throw in there um, regarding reputation marketing before we head out, I mean, go ahead. Yeah, the, the last uh, couple things I'll say is we, we talked about, you know, kind of the SEO quality, but search engines are looking for user generated content. So someone leaving a review on your Google My Business and that review then populating as a post on your Facebook page and then, you know, also being displayed on your website that's going to tell search engines that, hey, if someone's looking for X, this is the result I should go. So you're going to get some benefit there uh, in that regard. But the the final thing I'll kind of say from the reputation marketing standpoint is, is these are things, you know, nice job is a solution. Um, you know, I'm a bit biased. I think it's a very good solution. Uh, but, you know, it's these are things that go down to the value. So when you think of reputation marketing, don't think about it as a software. Think about it is how am I creating a system that's generating feedback? How Where am I putting that feedback that's actually going to help me from the marketing perspective? And and that is, you know, the loop you want to get. And, and once you display it, you know, through your website, you know, on your social, stuff like that it becomes the full loop. So, you know, reputation marketing uh, is not something that you need a full understanding of, uh, of the the true ins and outs. You just need to know the core element of it. And the core element of it is if you're a great company, you deserve to benefit from that. Uh, and if you're a growing company, you deserve the benefit from that. And the last thing I'll kind of say is what the, you know, our latest feature of the topic insights and the employee leaderboard, especially now there's a little bit of a recruiting crunch out there, you know, a little bit of people looking for, for talent and having a little bit of a struggle. Knowing exactly what your customers are saying about you will help you identify who your ideal tech is. But also, that's a great way to recruit to say, why should you work here? Well, this is what people say about us. This is what people consistently say about us. This is what our value is. And you'll find that people are very intrigued by that when they don't necessarily have to go diving through reviews or talking to everyone else. Like word of mouth also works in that way. But the fact that you'll have a true finger on the pulse of what your company actually is beyond your brand. Remember, the brand's what you're putting out reputation is how the world sees you. That's going to help you with sales. It's going to help you with recruiting. And as you said, it's going to help you grow. So it's it's the future. Nice job. Be glad to kind of help you out. But even if you don't want to come to Nice Job for whatever reason, I don't know why that would be, but just in case you don't want, just at the very least, understand that your reputation is not something you necessarily can own fully, but it's something that you can put a lot of control into and a lot of effort into and grow your business in a way that's going to give you a tremendous foundation for success. Awesome. Yeah, well, well said. And and I do. And like I said, right off the top, I've been seeing the benefit in reviews in SEO and, and digital marketing in general. I, I've been seeing a benefit of it all because I have a, a website and and I want my articles to be read. I don't have a, a restaurant or a physical mm-hmm. HVAC company that I'm going to show up at your house, but I want my articles that I take time to write to be seen by as many people as I can possibly show them to, because I feel that there's value in there and I've spent time on it. So when, when people are, other people are coming and, and seeing it and reading it, um, and, and I see those metrics because I've implemented some SEO tactics, it really, it really hits home with me. So I appreciate the conversation tonight, Sean. Uh, no, my, my pleasure. Thank you so much for, uh, for having me on. And again, apologies to, to the Brines and the Karens out there. <laughs> yeah, well, I I didn't forget Brian's name. I just forgot his handle. I forget everybody's handle on Instagram. All those underscores really mess me up. So anyway. Anyway. Okay, you have a great night, man. I really appreciate it. Uh, thanks. It's a pleasure, man. All right, guys. How do you feel about reputation marketing? How do you feel about SEO? How do you feel about reviews now after listening to that? Because... 
it's a lot more in depth than you probably think it is and it probably does a lot more for your business than what you think it does now when i talked to my my buddy jake who i mentioned off the top when he moved out to vernon bc his growth over a year hiring four employees is in part due to using technology to serve his business and one of the technologies he uses like i mentioned was nice job so it all intertwines together guys we got to figure out how to do our jobs in the field we got to figure out how to run a business from a business owner standpoint we got to figure out how to use technology to implement different things in our business to make our life easier and this was what that conversation was about so anyway guys going forward i hope you guys have much success in your business and i hope you check out what's available to you technology wise to help you succeed and help you run a more well oiled machine in your business so that's it guys that's it i'm out thank you to the master group once again happy hvacking hope you enjoyed the show follow hvac know it all on instagram facebook youtube tiktok twitter LinkedIn, and anywhere else Gary feels like popping up. This has been a Two Smokes and a Coffee production.